Hello, friends. Welcome to Time Out with Noelle Janae. This is a weekly Christian lifestyle podcast that focuses on the Bible, adulting, and all things culture with a Christian perspective. I am your host, Noelle, and thank you so much for timing out with me. Here's what you can expect on today's episode. Talk about bad luck. Like, R.I.P. So... The Australian media quickly came to see the enormous birds as foes too crafty for mere human soldiers. Even a newsreel from the era prematurely announcing a human victory describes the long, the tall, long-necked birds as an advancing army with keen eyesight. The enemy watching event through their per- periscopes raised. What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the new intro and outro. Because I forgot that in the intro it was talking about this being a bi-weekly podcast. But I changed it to be a weekly podcast. So, yeah, I I had to change the intro and outro. So, today, I think this is going to be one of my top, like, top episodes I've ever recorded because we're talking about my favorite historical event. We will be talking about the Emu War of 1932. Now, if you know me, you know I love history. Obviously, you know, if you listen to Bible versus mythology, which you totally should, that was last week's episode. It was super good. Loved it so much. But if you listen to that, you will, you know, kind of get my love for historical events. My expertise, I guess you will say, is ancient history and mythology. Thank you, Rick Riordan. You started that because I read Percy Jackson. I was like, ooh, this sounds like fun to research. So I, I dig deep into rabbit holes when it comes to ancient mythology. But it kind of helps me understand the Bible better. So I'm okay with it. So when I, I don't even remember how I heard about this. I was probably talking to someone or I saw it on like a video or something. And I was like, what? Huh? This happened? So I like dug deep and I I looked it up, and it has become my favorite historical event ever. I think I made a TikTok about it, about how much I love it. So we will get into the details. I will tell you the story. And then I'm going to talk about some weird historical events and wars that were fought for stupid reasons. So... The Emu War took place November 2nd, 1932 to December 10th, 1932. It was very short. It was like a little more than a month. This happened in Australia. So this is post-Great Depression. Yes, post-Great Depression. Western Australian farmers had been facing hard times with their crops following the Great Depression, and their difficulties increased tenfold when the arrival of some 20,000 emus migrating inland during their breeding season. 
The birds had been protected as a native species until 1922, but now they were classified as vermin. All bets were off. The farmers relayed their concerns to the government, which called upon a deputation of ex-soldiers, many now farmers, from the First World War, who requested the use of machine guns to fight off the emus. The battle began in early November 1932, when the soldiers encountered a flock of about 50 emus and succeeded in killing several of them before the birds scattered. A few days later, however, a second encounter with about a thousand birds turned into clear victory for the emus when the machine gun jammed. So basically, these people start firing off rounds at these emus, kill a few, and the emus are like, Alright, we're going to retreat, get our friends, and in a few days, we'll be back. Better than ever. And then when they come back... With, like, a bunch of their buddies. The machine... The machine... The machine guns... Jam. Like... Talk about... Bad circumstances. Talk about bad luck. Like... R.I.P. So... The Australian media quickly came to see the enormous birds as foes too crafty for mere human soldiers. Even a newsreel from the era prematurely announcing a human victory describes the long, the tall, long-necked birds as an advancing army with keen eyesight. The enemy watching event through their per- periscopes raised up over heads of corn. The human soldiers fired their Lewis guns with vigor, but it was the emus that came out victorious in the Great Emu War of 1932. The birds remain plentiful in the areas outside of Perth to this day. So, short story. I know, not a lot, but it's like short, but it's kind of dense. And I just think it's hilarious. If you hear movement, it's my cat. And she just jumped. You just got down from that window. And now you're back in the window. Okay. So, this is going to be a shorter episode. But I was looking up some things. And I found some articles that I would like to read to you all on this good day. History.com. Six wars fought over for ridiculous reasons. Number one, the Pig War. Uh, The aptly named Pig War nearly saw an argument over a slaughtered swine lead to a full-scale conflict between the United States and Great Britain, as if the UK didn't hate us already. The controversy began in 1859 on San Juan Island, a chunk of land located between the mainland United States and Vancouver Island. At the time, the island was home to American settlers and British employees of the Hudson Bay Company, and both parties had laid claim to its fertile soil. The first and only shots of the Pig War came on June 15, 18. 
1859, when an American farmer named Leman or Lyman Cutler gunned down a British-owned black boar after he discovered the animal rooting through his potato patch. The ensuing argument over the dead hog increased tensions between the two groups of settlers, and Cutler was eventually threatened with the rest. After the Americans reported the incident to the military, the U.S. Army dispatched Captain George Pickett, later a Confederate general during the Civil War, oof, to San Juan with a small complement of troops. Wow. Pickett upped the ante by declaring the whole island U.S. property, and the British responded by sending a fleet of heavily armed naval ships to the coastline. An absurd standoff ensued, and the situation remained on a knife edge for several agonizing weeks. The two nations would finally negotiate a deal allowing for joint military occupation of San Juan Island in October of 1859, ending the Pig War as a bloodless stalemate save for one unfortunate hog. So basically, <clears throat> a war was nearly had because of a pig. Here's another one. The War of the Stray Dog. In the 20th century, a dog inadvertently triggered an international crisis. So basically, this happens after, um, a, in, during a long period of hostility between Greece and Bulgaria, which they had been at odds since the Balkan War in the 1910s. Tensions finally boiled over in October 1925 when a Greek soldier was shot after allegedly crossing the border into Bulgaria while chasing his runaway dog. Why these animals always gotta run? The shooting became a rallying cry for the Greeks, who soon after invaded Bulgaria and occupied several villages. They were even set to commence shelling the city of Petrish when the League of Nations was finally, finally intervened and condemned the attack. An international committee later negotiated a ceasefire because the two nations... Between the two nations, but not before the misunderstanding had resulted in the deaths of some 50 people. Wow. Wow. Oh, hold up. Here's one. The Toledo War. What? In 1903, Michigan and Ohio nearly went to war over a border dispute. No wonder they have such a big rivalry in football. And it was all over the town of Toledo. I think. Let's see. They wrestled for political control of the territory. Both raised militias to defend. President Andrew Jackson finally intervened in 1835. And by 1836, a compromise was sealed. 
It saw Michigan Territory relinquish its claim on the Toledo Strip in exchange for statehood in a portion of the Upper Peninsula. So basically, that's how Toledo, Ohio came to be. When one woman learned of the decision, she is said to have quipped, Thank the Lord, I never liked that Michigan weather anyway. Wow. Let's see. Here's a paste. There's a pastry war. This one happened in 1828, where arm, army angry mobs destroyed large parts of Mexico City during a military coup. One of the victims of the rioting was an expatriate French pastry chef named Remontel, whose small cafe was ransacked by looters. Mexican officials ignored his complaints, so Remontel petitioned the French government for compensation. His request sat unnoticed until a decade later when it came to the attention of King Louis Felipe. Or Philippe. It's spelled Felipe, but it's probably Philippe. The king was already furious that Mexico had failed to repay millions in loans, and now he demanded they pay sixty no six hundred thousand pesos to compensate the pastry chef for his losses. Six hundred thousand pesos. Hold on. Okay. According to Google, 600,000 pesos in 2022 is equivalent to $30,380.13. So that's a lot of money that King Philippe was wanting them to pay this pastry chef. Um, when the Mexicans say that when the Mexicans said that they're not going to pay this, the king did something no one expected. He started a war over the Mexicans not paying a pastry chef. In October of 1838, a French fleet arrived in Mexico and blockaded the city of Veracruz. When the Mexicans still refused to pay up, the ships began shelling the San Juan De Ulua Citadel. I am so sorry. I am butchering these names. A few minor battles followed, and by December, as many as 250 soldiers had been killed. The famous General Santa Ana even came out of retirement to lead the Mexican army against the French, and he lost a leg after he was wounded by a grape shot. Fighting finally ended in 1839 when the British government helped broker a peace deal. As part of the treaty, the Mexicans were forced to shell out the 600,000 pesos, no doubt a large sum for a pastry shop at that time. So those are just some weird wars that were fought for ridiculous reasons. And now we're going to go over some just bizarre Historical events that probably sound fake. Let's see. I'm 
Just a looking. Abraham Lincoln was a wrestler? What? Before he became president, Abraham Lincoln was a champion wrestler taking part in about 300 matches. What? The Pope once declared war on cats. Even though there's not an official source verifying this, we will assume that Pope Gregory the Fourth must have... No, that's the sixth, I think. No, that is the fourth. Must have been a real dog person. The notorious Pope once, laid, once claimed that black cats were instruments of Satan and ordered their extermination throughout Europe. Ironically, the dramatic reduction in cat population during the 13th century was among the factors that led to a spike of plague-carrying rats leading to the Black Plague. <gasps> no. Rip. Uh, if you don't know that Cleopatra is not Egyptian, I'm sorry. She's Greek. Uh, let's see... Uh, to do Caligula made his horse a priest. It is no secret that Roman Emperor Gaius, better known as Calid- Caligula, okay, was a ruthless nutcake. <laughs> According to the ancient historian Suetonius, Gaius loved horses way more than he loved humans. In Cetatus was by far his favorite horse he loved in C. That's what I'm calling it. So much that he gave the steed a marble stall, an ivory manger, a jeweled collar, and even a house. Wow. Another chronicler, Cassius Deal, wrote that servants fed in seed oats mixed with gold flakes. At some point, Gaius tried to make his horse a senator of Rome as well, but he ended up making it a priest instead. Wow. Let's see. Turkeys were once worshipped like deities. Oh, by the Mayan people. Okay. Tesla, Nikola Tesla, was terrified of pearls. Interesting. I'm sorry, my my cat is doing something. Napoleon was almost assassinated by a horde of bunnies. Interesting. Let's see. Let's see. We're not talking about that one. Um. Nope. What? Charlie Chaplin passed away as Apple was founded. Charlie Chaplin passed away in 1977? That was the same year Apple was founded. Wow. What? Hold on. Harriet the Tortoise met Charles Darwin. Harriet the tortoise is like was a super old turtle, obviously. 
Harriet didn't just meet Charles Darwin. She was his pet. The famous scientist and theorist passed away in 1882, but nearly 50 years before that, he collected Harriet from the Galapagos Islands. Charles dropped off the tortoise in Australia, where she lived to, to a staggering 175 years old. Harriet didn't pass away until 2006, making her the only living creature in the 21st century to have met the creator of the theory of evolution. Wow. <clears throat> Let's see what else. Some of these are some of these are cool. Do 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 Throwing an apple at somebody was considered flirting in ancient Greece. <laughs> The apple was considered sacred to Aphrodite, the goddess of love, so to throw an apple at someone was to symbolically declare one's love. Dear men, if you love me, throw me an apple. I mean, they do say an apple a day keeps the doctor away. A flight attendant fell from 33,330 feet with no parachute and survived. She worked as a flight attendant. Ironically, she wasn't scheduled to fly that day due to the name confusion between, I don't know. She was, uh, she was mistakenly mixed up with another flight attendant with the same name. A briefcase bomb went off on the plane, causing the plane to crash. Wow. Vlovic, her name was Vesna Vlovic. She was born in Serbia. Uh, was the only survivor and is the only person who survived a fall from such height. How did she survive? That's my question. It doesn't say how she survived. Wow. This is from... List 25, this article, it's called 25 Odd and Bizarre Historical Events That Sound Fake. I'll have this and the history.com article linked in the show notes if you want to go read up. But yeah, this is a little bit of a shorter episode, a little more bite-sized, if you will. But it's fun just to, like, go down a rabbit hole sometimes of weird historical events. So, because I feel like we take history so seriously, um, it's nice to remember that some dumb stuff has happened. (laughs) And currently is happening. So, yes. Now, for everyone's favorite time, it's time for Songs of the Bi-Week. Let's see what I want to do. What I want to do. Let's see. I want to give one more Christmas. Because this episode is going out on Christmas Eve. So, 
Gotta make it a good one. Okay, number one, Melikaliki Maka by Bing Crosby and the Andrew Sisters. And um, Christmas Eve slash Sarajevo 1224 by um, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Now, Melikaliki Maka is a song I found by accident, I think. I think I was just shuffling a Christmas playlist. And this is probably my favorite like non-christian christmas song because it's christmas in hawaii like it melikaliki maka is hawaiian for christmas so or merry christmas yeah so i love this i love that song i love like the vibes super fun and then um the Christmas Eve Trans-Siberian Orchestra one is a rockin' version of Carol of the Bells, is what it is. So, highly recommend that one. Highly, Also, highly recommend the David Foster arrangement of Carol of the Bells, and of course, like, the Pentatonix one. So, those two, and then, like, the couple of Carol of the Bells ones. I'll add all of them to the Songs of the Week playlist. Did I say Songs of the Bi-Week? It's songs of the week. Sorry. I'm still getting used to this weekly upload thing. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you liked it, give us a five-star review. And, well, you'll hear it in the outro what to do. And, again, the articles will be linked in the show notes below if you want to go and dig down rabbit holes. And if you want, ever want to discuss these historical things or have questions about different historical events and my thoughts on different historical events or whatever, just DM me on Instagram. And, yeah, have a great day whenever you're listening to this. And goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you liked it, then leave us a five-star review and follow us wherever you're listening. Share this with your peeps and follow us on Instagram at TimeNoelPod. Have a great day, night, afternoon, or whenever you're listening to this, and goodbye!